You are listening to the Converge Media Network, uplifting our voices. Welcome back to another Thursday episode of Clapback Culture. I'm your girl, Jules Jesse, and I'm so glad to be in the building today. Of course, you guys know it has been such a busy news week. So as you guys roll in, let me just tell you, I have a lot on the menu to cover. I mean, it wouldn't be Clapback Culture if we wasn't ready to clap back. All right, y'all. So... Happy Thursday, y'all. Welcome. How are you guys feeling? Let me know in the comments below before we get just started. Warm me up, y'all. What's up, Rhea? What's up, Killing Broken Wings? So glad to have you guys live and in color with me. Leon, what's up, boss man? Good to see you, brother. Glad to have you here and in the building. Hope everybody had a great week. Oh, and happy Friday Eve, you guys. One more day until Friday. I hope you took your trash out to the, uh, the street because you don't want to miss that. <laughs> All right, y'all. Well, look, we have a heavy show um, ready for you already. As you guys have probably heard, Brittany Griner, you guys, was sentenced today. Our good sis got nine years in a Russian jail. The judge showed no mercy on her. And honestly, I'm not surprised. Like, really, I'm not surprised by that. Um, it is unfortunate um, but Brittany Griner did plead guilty to um, unintentionally smuggling in drugs. Um, she said that she was packing her bag and, you know, she accidentally got a little bit of the um, marijuana oil in her bag. What makes this even worse, you guys, or what adds insult to injury, as you know, is that, um, you know, it's being alleged that Russian officials basically are using her as a political pawn. Um, so she did. She got nine years. Prosecutors asked for nine and a half. So they got just as much, um, if not anything. But I'm like, dang, not even a gram of marijuana oil. And they gave her nine years. It's sad. So here's what she said, you guys. This is what um, Brittany Griner said um, in her plea before sentencing. She said, I never meant to hurt anybody. I never meant to put in jeopardy the Russian population. I never meant to break any laws here. I made an honest mistake, and I hope that in your ruling, that doesn't end my life here. I know everybody keeps talking about political pawn and politics, but I hope that this is far from the courtroom. I want to say again that I had no intent on breaking any Russian laws. I had no intent. I did not conspire or plan to commit a crime here. So this is really unfortunate. You know, Brittany Griner is married, um, and I'm sure this is just breaking her family, breaking her wife down. Um, the verdict comes just six months after she was, was, you know, um, charged with this crime. So this was fast. I mean, you know, uh, in, in the Eastern district of Virginia, they call that the rocket docket court because things happen so quickly, but six months, I mean, Russia ain't planned. So less than a gram of marijuana oil, you guys, this is what I'm telling you. And here's what her lawyers had to say. They said that we are very disappointed by the verdict. They also intend to appeal this verdict and they have 10 days to do so. But they said they're very disappointed in the verdict as legal professionals. We believe that the court should be fair to everyone, regardless of nationality. The court completely ignored all of the evidence of the defense and most importantly, the guilty plea. This contradicts the existing legal practice, taking into account the same, taking into account the amount of the substance, not to mention the defects of the expertise and the plea, the verdict is absolutely unreasonable. And so they will file an appeal. Um, but listen, guys, President uh, Joe Biden issued a statement. We have that overlay um, with President Biden and um, Brittany Griner. He issued this statement today saying that an American citizen received a prison sentence that is more of a reminder of what the world already knew. Russia is wrongfully detaining Brittany Griner. It's unacceptable. And I call on Russia to release her immediately so that she can be with her wife, her loved ones, friends, and teammates. My administration will continue to work tirelessly and pursue every possible avenue to bring Brittany and Paul Whelan home safely as soon as possible. 
And as we discussed last week, you guys, Paul Whelan is the guy who is there. I think he's been there since 2018, sentenced in 2020 um, for espionage. So he's in there for something totally different. There is still a lot of controversy on whether or not she should receive this kind of prison swap um, for this Russian arms dealer. But I mean, listen, I, when I saw those pictures today, I'm like, whatever we can do to get Brittany home. I mean, I'm not I'm not going to be no hater. If the Biden administration is backing this, um, you know, it's listen today. The, the hashtag of today has been hashtag protect black women. So let's go ahead and protect Brittany Griner. I mean, she did do something illegal, right? Like she pled guilty. This is something that she did. She admits to doing that. You know, is this something that we need to consider in terms of a prison swap? I don't know. You guys tell me. I mean, John Juber saying they need to release her. Um, Leon saying we need to get her home. This is a real shame. I'm glad you guys all think so. I mean, nine years for less than a gram of marijuana oil. Golly, it's not even like it's not even a leap. I mean, you guys in Seattle, I already know you guys are keeping it lit. So this right here is just it's just too much. Not over marijuana of all things. So, um, Brittany, we love you. We keep you in our prayers and our prayers are with your family. And we are going to continue to push um, our government and all these officials that have some power to do something to bring you home. So you will not have to do those nine years. I know sentencing day is not, is like a very, very, very devastating day for everybody involved. So Brittany won't even be able to speak to her family. She has to wait like a week. Imagine that. All right, y'all. This is some more drama in a crazy, terrible case. Remember I talked to you guys about the two girls that got shot, uh, one injured, one critically injured and one died at the subway. Okay, well, this is clearly a trend. A Brooklyn McDonald's worker is now clinging to life after being shot in the neck over cold French fries at McDonald's. Can you guys believe this? So basically an irate customer is complaining about the cold fries. She is on FaceTime with her 20 year old son, you guys. And the son pulls up to the McDonald's. Well, 23-year-old Matthew Webb, that's the employee who worked there, he is now brain dead after being shot in the neck during the confrontation with the son. Y'all, I can't make this up. The shooting stemmed from an argument, like I mentioned, over the cold fries. And Lisa Fulmore, the mama, who should also be charged in this, if you ask me, um, you know, she's the instigator. So her son, Michael Morgan, 20 years young, you guys, he joined his mom. The fight escalated. They were in the restaurant. And they took it outside. No sooner did they go outside, did Morgan pull out a gun and shot uh, the fatal shot to the neck. Here's the catch. I mean, here's here's the two on the 10, you guys. Not only was Morgan arrested. This is the 20 year old guy. Not only was he arrested and charged with this murder or right now attempted murder because he is not deceased, but he's brain dead. So I'm sure they'll up the charge, but he's also being charged with murder and criminal possession of a weapon in relation to a killing in October, 2020, where he allegedly killed a young man named Kevin Holloman, 28 years old. Stop what you're doing. It's getting out of control. 20 years old, allegedly killed someone back in 2020. Let's just say you were 18 at the time of that. You're so, you're just pull up to the McDonald's. And guess what? This happened at like three o'clock in the afternoon. So it's on camera. There's, it's on camera. You can pull it up on YouTube, guys. There's no way I was going to bring this on YouTube for you. But this is crazy. Um, his 18-year-old girlfriend is also being charged in this, um, was also charged uh, for possession of a weapon. It is giving too much. I mean, let me know down in the comments below. Like, is this some, y'all know I love McDonald's. Okay, this is tragic. Um, but this happened, you know, during the hours, you know, in a Brooklyn borough and a neighborhood that, you know, is plagued with gun violence. We continue to have this conversation about gun violence. These kids are getting younger and younger and younger and making these decisions. 
Um, I sat in a meeting with, uh, you know, who could possibly be DC's new attorney general. His name is Brian Schwab. And I was really just impressed by the conversation that he was having with um, the individuals at this meet and greet. And, you know, he was really talking about, you know, what OAG is in here in our district is deciding to do in terms of protections for young people and really just how to get their hands off the guns. And that really means, you know, if we take the gun out the right hand, we have to put something in the left as a resource, something else for them to actively do. A 20 year old kid whose ignorant mother is in McDonald's arguing about French fries should not have any time nor opportunity to pull up and kill somebody. Um, it just, I mean, we have to learn how to mediate and, and, and resolve conflict a little bit more, but we really have to give something for these kids to live for because this wasn't even his first murder. So who's to say this is, you know, even his second. Um, so something to think about there, this is a, a an epidemic, you know, gun violence is a, a, an illness and we got to do something about it. All right, speaking of emergencies, another public health emergency, you guys, that we got to think about is this doggone monkeypox. I'm going to tell you, if this is not given COVID, I don't know what is, but the Biden administration has finally declared an out the monkeypox outbreak as a state of emergency. Um, this comes, you know, after the announcement of all the other states that are coming out and saying this is a public health emergency across the United States. Um, and it came, you know, in an announcement uh, from the Department of Health and Human Services. The Biden administration is receiving a lot of criticism on how quickly or lack thereof they have reacted and responded to this. Um, since the first U.S. monkeypox case was identified in mid-May, there are now more than 6,600 probable and probable or confirmed cases um, here in the United States. That's a lot. Um, right now, they're trying to figure out whether or not they can get five doses of the vaccine out of one vial. But here's the kicker, you guys. It's a two-doser. So in order to be fully vaccinated, you have to get a double dose. So people are already having an issue trying to get vaccinated for this. Um, and, and not only that, you have to fit the criteria. So even though this is not a, a disease or this is not a virus that is you know, just being drawn to men who have sex with other men, this is open to everybody. But if you are in that, you know, quote unquote, high risk category where you're a male having sex with other males, then you are eligible for this vaccine or if you've obviously gotten the virus. Well, listen, guys, um, there's just quite frankly, not enough vaccine vaccines to go around. So this is a slow draw. Um, this is just something that is just here with us. Okay. You know, uh, epidemi epidemiologists are saying this is not like COVID. It's not as contagious. Um, we do know that some children have been affected, but we're, you know, we're coming on the eve of going back to school. So now we're thinking about, okay, colleges are getting ready to start back up. You know, schools are getting ready to go back up. There's going to be more contact with one another. What does that look like? Okay. And, you know, even when you think about college, you know, that's a very sexual exploration kind of stage in your life. There's a lot of sex going on on campus. And so what does that look like um, from a scientific standpoint and from a health standpoint? Like, how are we going to, you know, reduce the risk of students who go back to school um, and, you know, are possibly engaging in risky activities that could further spread this monkeypox? So, Things to consider, but the Biden administration has called for a public health emergency. Um, again, like I mentioned, some cities, including New York, San Francisco, California, Illinois, New York, um, have already declared this. And that is because it will allow them to free up funding and resources for responses of the outbreak. So they'll be able to allocate more funding uh, to support purchasing uh, vaccines, creating vaccinations, blah, 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 everything like we know, like COVID. All right, y'all. Well, no more monkeypox news. Let's go ahead and move on forward. Uh, Todd and Julie Chrisley have broken their silence. Uh, they're talking about what's going on in their life right now uh, since their legal shakedown, you guys. It's crazy. Um, they were convicted 
for in early June on tax evasion and bank fraud. Um, Julie Chrissy also being uh, charged with wire fraud and could face up to 30 years in prison. You guys know them from Chris Lee Knows Best. I don't know if you guys were even fans of that show. I watched it a few times. Uh, Todd Crisley is just out of control, obnoxious, and I love every single bit of him. Um, but yeah, bank fraud and tax evasion convictions are coming to all of these celebrities and hitting them hard. hard. But guess what? They're doing a podcast now. They broke their silence since June, and they're saying, guess what? This is making our marriage stronger. We're coming more together. It's something that we're just going to embrace, and we're going to allow God to just sort things out. I mean, that's usually what everybody says when they get convicted, okay? Listen, you got that come to Jesus moment, okay, when this happens. So uh, Todd Crisley says, I feel like my marriage for me personally, internally, is the strongest that it's ever been. I feel like for the first time in my life, my marriage, I feel, I feel like this for the first time in my marriage. Okay, not even when you first got married. Oh, interesting. Um, he says that I feel like my marriage is feeding a part of me that I didn't even know was starving. I feel like I understand Julie from a different level than I ever did before. I feel like you have opened up more since all of this. So they were talking to each other on the podcast. I mean, you know, listen, if 30 years of prison looming in front of you and your wife, that's going to bring you guys a little bit closer, if not pull you further apart. So God bless Todd and uh, Julie Crisley. Listen, get a good accountant, okay? And, you know, get a good accountant. I mean, that's all I can say. Get a good accountant. Pay your taxes, okay? Pay your debts, people. You're making a lot of money. Make sure you got people you can trust and, and read your own paperwork, you guys. Like, you have to read your own paperwork, um, I'm sure that they did not intentionally defraud banks or do tax evasions. You know, they hire people to do these things. Uh, Todd Crisley even mentioned this um, as such mm -hmm. on his podcast. Mm -hmm. So this is just one of those things that a lot of celebrities go through and really a lot of people around the country go through when they hire and outsource these things. But guess what? Your name is on the dotted line. And so you will be held liable. So your name is on there. It's a contract. It's a binding agreement with you and the U.S. government, and you have to abide by that. All right. I don't know if you guys are much of a TikToker or TikTok fans. Um, I haven't really jumped on the platform just yet, but um, there was a viral video that went out on TikTok, and basically it was exploiting this advertisement of an Airbnb that was advertising the use of a slave cabin. Did you guys did you guys hear about this? This is absolutely ridiculous. Well, the Airbnb listing was for an 1830 slave cabin. It has since been removed since this viral video of the property. Um, but it's the Panther Burn Cottage located in Belmont on the Belmont Plantation in Greensville, Mississippi. Um, and Airbnb is sending out their apology and saying, you know, that this is not something that they ever would want on their platform. Um, and the new owner of the Belmont Plantation, his name is Brad Hauser. He also apologized for the listing. He says, as the new three-week owner of the Belmont in Greenville, Mississippi, I apologize for the decision to provide our guests a stay at the slave quarters behind the 1857 antebellum home that is now a bed and breakfast. I mean, what? Like, what are we talking about? I also apologize for insulting African-Americans whose ancestors were slaves. <laughs> Let me just throw that in there too. Like, I wanna apologize to all you black people whose your ancestors were slaves. That it, it's, just, it's giving like just an additional, like, I'm sorry y'all were slaves in the past. And I'm sorry that we decided to exploit you and your historical roots by allowing people to stay here in our slave cabin. Uh, the TikToker, and, and, and rightfully so, his name is, um, uh, his name, his last name is Yates. So Mr. Yates, who is black, had a conversation with CNN and told them like the most outrageous thing about all of this is the Airbnb reviews of people who stayed at the slave cabin, y'all. Highly reviewed. People were really going, staying at the slave cabin and then going into the main house, into the big house, 
And that's where they, you know, ate their food and everything like that. But they stayed in the slave cabin. Child, I couldn't make this up. Um, it's out of control. And people just raved about it. Really great reviews, like five stars. People were saying how great it is, how responsive uh, the, you know, the listing agent was and, you know, how, you know, they got tours around the plantation and all the historical roots. I just don't get it. Um, you know, people even saying the slave cabin, how elegant it was. Um, it's just, it's crazy. He said, one of them said, we stayed in this late in this, in the cabin and it was historic, but elegant. One guest wrote in a review shown in a screen grab. Wow. That's crazy. Um, the history of, a, of, of slavery in this country is constantly denied, you guys. And this is just icing on the cake for one of those things. Would you guys ever stay in a slave? Like, how could you rightfully stay in a slave cab? Like, who makes the decision to say, ah, I'm on vacation. Let's stay in the slave cabin on the plantation bed and breakfast. In 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 Greensville, Mississippi. Why like lit, uh, listen? Listen, Linda. I listen. Y'all gonna have to tell me what's going on in the comments because. It's, it's given too much. It's given too much. So apology has been issued. Um, Airbnb has pulled this off their platform again. Come on. Come on. All right, y'all. Let me see where I'm at in my show. I see y'all coming through in the comments. Um, Listen, I, I just I can't get over the slave cabin. I mean, I don't want to. Oh, OK. Here's something I wanted to share with you guys. Another update. So remember, I told you guys last week about the woman in Baltimore. She was from Baltimore who owned the Baltimore daycare. She shot her husband over allegations that he molested children at her daycare. He's also a former Baltimore police um, officer. Guess what, y'all? He is booked, okay, and being held without bail. Um, we have a clip. Let's go ahead and play that, and we'll come back and talk about it. Tonight, authorities working to interview more than 90 children who attended that daycare right in Owings Mills. The owner's husband faces charges he molested at least three children. His wife shot him during a confrontation about the abuse. And WJZ investigator Mike Helgren stays on this story for us tonight live at the district courthouse in Towson. That's where a judge denied bail for the suspect just hours ago, Mike. Rick, Denise, a warning. This is a sensitive case, and some of what you're about to hear is disturbing. The prosecutor called James Weems manipulative and a threat to children. Now, uh, he appeared remotely and shook his head repeatedly as the charges were read. Your reaction to seeing him through the closed circuit feed today? Okay, well, if you see a lifelong friend of yours and trauma, then you know what you would feel. That's what I feel. Donald Jones cannot believe the child molestation accusations against his fellow Marine and longtime friend James Weems, a retired Baltimore police officer. He recently vacationed with James and his wife Shantari, who shot her husband after the allegations came to light last month. I've been with these folks recently, and I've heard none of this. None of this. And I'm just, um, I'm floored. Uh, and just. In total shock, prosecutors detailed one of the most sweeping child abuse investigations in Baltimore County in decades. Investigators will be interviewing 93 children who interacted with James Weems at his wife's daycare, Little Kids Castle in Owings Mills. All I can tell you specifically is that there is an ongoing investigation. Court records WJZ obtained show the first allegation made on July 3rd. Parents found their child watching pornography on a tablet. The child accused James Weems of showing her where to find it and of sexually abusing her here in the daycare's secure playground. James drove the daycare van and made the victim sit in the front seat, according to charging documents, and warned her never to tell. A second victim came forward on July 21st and alleges being inappropriately touched and told he would get in trouble if he told anyone. A third victim, who also sat in the front of the van, alleges Weems touched her and exposed himself. An attorney for Weems' wife says when one of the parents revealed the abuse, she confronted her husband in a Washington, D.C. hotel. The argument turned heated, and she claims she shot him in self-defense. 
James Weems used a walker to steady himself during his court appearance, still injured from the shooting. Being accused of victimizing children, which is something that we do not do. And the public defender tried to get James Weems released, but the judge did not buy it. Now, James Weems had worked at that daycare for four years. He drove the van for two of those years. Reporting live at District Court in Towson, Mike Helgren, WJZ. I think we all need a friend like Donald, okay, because he is going to bat for his homeboy, okay? He's saying this is not what we do. Well, guess what? A judge didn't feel so, uh, didn't feel as strongly and said, yeah, not so much. So they did hear testimony from three of those kids um, who alleged that they were sexually assaulted um, by Weems. And listen, does this change your opinion on the wife? So I told you guys that, you know, as you heard, it was reported that she went into the hotel uh, to uh, uh, address her husband with these allegations to see what he had to say. The conversation got heated. Um, you know, she alleges it was in self-defense. The judge didn't believe it was in self-defense, you know, and still said, no, this is attempted murder. But does that make you feel any different now that we know a judge is also saying, huh, there's enough evidence here to hold you without bail? Oh, man, this is crazy. I mean, is this vigilante justice? Is this street justice? Is this taking justice into your own hands? Or, you know, should are both of them wrong in this situation? I don't know. I mean, there's a lot to unpack here. And I think more will come. They've interviewed 93 children that um, went to this daycare. So this is there's listen, it's going to be a fully loaded, loaded clip. Um, we don't have the ages of the children that were involved in this case, but sounds like both boys and girls um, were a part of this sexual scheme um, that took place in the van. So I don't know, you guys. I mean, this, the wife is getting a large fan base. There was a lot of people in the courtroom, you know, really advocating for her when she went to court. And, you know, Weems, he had his boy, Donald Jones, standing right there with the Marine mask and everything, just branding it out, saying this is not what we do. So guess what? You are innocent until proven guilty. Uh, so we will continue to bring more information as we learn it about this case. But this is pretty dynamic, you guys. This is dynamic stuff. All right. This is going to be our last topic before we take a break, but I want to celebrate and talk and celebrate the, the, the citizens of Kansas that value their right to abortion. So they went to the polls, you guys. Here's a clip of what they made a decision on. Let's take a look. The group Kansans for Freedom represents the people who voted no on the value of both amendments. As we come back across the state line to Kansas, supporters gathered in Overland Park, and that's where Fox 4's Malik Jackson has been tonight, and they are celebrating there. Malik. Yeah, John and Lauren, at nine, I told you the mood in the room was cautiously optimistic. Now that mood has turned to victorious. When they heard the call, the final call, that the votes uh, for no had came out on top, there was crying, there was hugs. It was a very emotional scene in this room. And the thing that they keep turning back to and talking about is turnout, turnout, turnout. We saw more than 50, nearly 50,000, excuse me, absentee ballots for unaffiliated voters turned in. That's in early voting. So that's all early voting that came in before to the polls even opened today. Representative Sharice Davis says that this is not a message just for Kansas, but this is a message that they've sent to the world. And the words are that politician, in her words, politicians don't belong in a women's reproductive choice. The overarching message we've heard tonight from organizers to elected leaders and everyday Kansans is that they are proud the movement that they say really picked up most of its team after the Supreme Court's decision in June that they were able to reach the milestone, the point that they wanted to reach. And so as the results still come in, it is clear now that the vote knows have won. And now I want to turn you to Ashley Hall. She's of the Kansas of Constitutional Freedom, and she says their movement has proven that people that live in this state have more in common than some would like to think they do. People across the political spectrum have a lot more in common than politicians want them to believe. And I think that that is the struggle right now in our state and in our country. 
Kansas being the first state to take up to allow voters to go to the ballot since the Supreme Court's overturning of Roe v. Wade in late June. And the voters in Kansas have certainly spoken, putting the nose at the top. Again, when this decision was heard, it was a very emotional, emotional room. And everybody in here is pointing to the turnout, the grassroots movement that allowed them to come out on top tonight on this side of the state line in Kansas as the constitutional amendment is voted down. John, Lauren. Malik Jackson, thank you, Malik, in Overland Park. All right, y'all, big win for Kansas um, in making sure that women have the right to access their own health care. Um, and I think uh, Catherine said it best that this is why voting matters. It absolutely matters, you guys, because you see it. And what I always say, your local election is where you can make it happen. So it does not matter what the Supreme Court said in terms of overturning Roe, but we're seeing now that Kansas is coming out. They are uh, fundamentally a red state. So I think Chip is right that we're surprised that it went this way. Um, but listen, this is great. And we're going to see more states um, voting this way to continue to uh, maintain the rights for women to be able to have access to a safe and, um, and, and really a safe abortion. I mean, let's just call it what it is and contraception. And, you know, we want to be able to protect same sex marriages. You know, that's, you know, coming on the table, too. So we want to be able to protect these intimate, fundamental rights. Um, that are here. So yay, Kansas. Um, and thank you for being a leader uh, in the United States. And we hope many states continue to follow this. We had a conversation here um, again this evening about it. Um, I told you guys, you know, I met with uh, the candidate for attorney general here in District of Columbia. And he mentioned this, you know, here in the district, because we're not a state, we're vulnerable. And so we have non-elected officials who get to have a say-so and whether or not women here in the District of Columbia are able to have an abortion. And so that right could be stripped um, here in this district. Uh, so it's interesting that uh, this is, you know, happening around the country. Uh, you know, positions like us here in D.C. were extremely vulnerable to whatever the federal government says because, you know, it's someone else in the government who's voting on it. And if we have a hostile government, you know, right now, because we have, you know, a President Biden as opposed to a President Trump, things are a little bit different. But who's to say how that will be in the next couple of years? You know, that could totally change and it could totally change how um, our rights are held here in the district. So some of those things to consider when we think about statehood, you guys, and, and if we can get D.C. to become a state. All right. Well, look. We are 35 minutes into the hour. Let's take a quick break. And when we come back, you guys, the rapper Mystical is charged again, again with rape. All right, we'll come back and talk about it. Stay tuned. Hey guys, Basil Gordon here. And before heading to Belize, Trey Holiday and I had to make sure we linked up with our good friends over at Market Street Shoes to, of course, grab a few things for the trip. From bags to socks, shoes, sunglasses, earrings, and more. Before going on any trip, make sure you stop at Market Street Shoes. Trust me, you'll find just what you need to make your trip not only enjoyable, but fashionable. All right, y'all, welcome back. I was uh, sitting back joking with Rodney, who said, Again, in terms of mystical being charged again with or being accused of rape. First of all, this is not something that you want to be accused of. OK, so he's being he was arrested on rape and strangulation charges and um, and um, uh, what's it called? False imprisonment. OK, and so he was jailed in Louisiana on Monday. Um, he was released on bail. Um, but <laughs> listen, you guys. Allegedly, he got into an altercation with a young woman. Um, their, their arguments stem from theft of some type of money or allegedly theft of some type of money or what have you. But Mystical's 50-something years old, you guys. Like, he's too old to be going through these changes. Um, he has, has already done a six-year prison bid. He was held 
in he was held in a local jail for 18 months on the same charge, um, which was eventually dropped in another in another part of the state. But I don't know. I mean, this is just giving like, whoop, whoop, whoop. Here we are again. I mean, I don't know anybody who's charged with rape more than once. Um, we don't know if we have any evidence whether or not the woman um, received a rape kit, uh, but she did file these charges. So they're out there. I mean, and it's just one of those things where, you know, either if it is true, we shouldn't be surprised. But if it isn't true, uh, you know, he could be a target because he already had a charge like this. And so if someone was being, uh, you know, malicious or vindictive, they could be saying, well, you know, he tried to rape me and then, you know, it would look crazy in front of the eyes of the court. So mystical, the danger rapper, danger, danger. I know y'all remember that Been on the flow. I do it right, man. I don't know. He mystical's bald now. It's a lot going on with mystical 50, 51 years old, still out here catching rape charges. Not a good look, bro. Um, somebody on mystical's team needs to just pop, tap in and just say, listen, this ain't it. But this maybe this is oh my earring, excuse me, y'all. Maybe this is like a fetish of his or something. You know, maybe he's just interested in the 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 chase or the I don't know I mean some people are just into taking the taking the vagina maybe that's his thing thanks babe um maybe that's his thing y'all who knows is this is it given fetish I mean it's it's a very illegal fetish but it's it's definitely given fetish um if that's the case maybe he likes the idea of control I don't know listen I'm just I'm just here moderating a conversation. I'm not even trying to hold you guys too tight. Um, before we uh, move on with this, there's something really laughable. Uh, this is just designers taking stuff way too far. Balenciaga is, is going to start selling trash bags for almost $1,800, you guys. And social media is trolling them. These are the actual bags. They don't even have Balenciaga labeled on the bag. It's giving, this is not designer. Um, I really do like Balenciaga. Don't get it twisted. They do have really dope shoes um, and some good handbags. But these trash bags, like 1800 I mean, we're in the height of inflation. The recession is getting ready to start. We're all suffering from the great resignation. There's just so much going on in the country. Brittany Griner is still, um, you know, falsely imprisoned in Russia. There's a war going on between Russia and Ukraine. I mean, do we just, if monkeypox is spreading all throughout the world, why do I want to spend $1,800 of money that I don't have on a trash pouch to put what in it? I mean, someone make it make sense, okay? Listen, Balenciaga, this is disrespectful to the culture as a whole because anybody who's supporting this is just disrespectful to all human life at this point. Um, it's giving very much no. Uh, I don't want it. Throw the whole thing away. I'm so glad that social media is trolling Balenciaga. I tried to go find this on their website and couldn't find it. So maybe they're not going to sell it, but this is a designer. Okay. And in the world of fashion, baby, this is what they're given. It's a hot mess. Okay. No one subscribed to this. We need not feed this. Let's not feed into this. Okay. I don't want to feed into that. Let's not do it. Um, what are your thoughts here? You guys, I see in the comments, you guys are saying, wow, just like me. Okay. I'm just throwing away 1700. Literally Arlo, you're throwing away $1,700 for a trash pouch for real. I mean, there's nothing even creative about this at all, at all. There's nothing creative about this. Um, and how did it play out on the runway? Corny. I mean, it was uh, the, the girl want, wore an all black turtleneck gloved all the way down to the feet covered. Um, I even think she had like a hood on in a black trash pouch. It's couture. 
I don't know. This is this is not my style. Shout out to uh, Talia Addy one time for the one time I'm wearing um, a custom made um, shirt that she made me a couple years ago that I can finally get into, honey, comfortably. Uh, so I threw this on. But listen, I, I'm supporting people like Talia Addy, OK, that can make you something that you really can wear. That's just normal. Like we, we should not normalize wearing trash bags at $1,800 because it's $1,790 plus tax, hmm. okay? And when you step out, it's giving, that's $1,890 at checkout, okay? So I don't want any, I don't want to see anybody in these streets with that, okay? All right, y'all, let's move on to our clap back, okay? Clap back season is here. And I don't know if you guys have even listened to the new Beyonce, Beyonce album. I haven't got a chance. It's called Renaissance. Um, it's out on all streaming platforms right now. But guess what? They have made a lot of changes since she's rolled this out, you guys. Um, listen, criticism from, from both sides. I have a video that explains it all. Let's take a look and we'll come back and talk about it. Thanks to her new album, Renaissance, Beyonce is expected to be the first female artist to have an album debut at number one. She's also, however, dealing with critics who say a certain lyric is being called out as offensive to disabled people. And Beyonce says she'll change it. Is it a Beyonce blunder? There's backlash today over a single word Beyonce uses in the song, Heat It. It's the word spaz, which has been used in a derogatory way to describe people with disabilities, especially cerebral palsy. Now, Beyonce is backtracking, saying in a statement, the word not used intentionally in a harmful way will be replaced. The controversy erupted following an article in London's Guardian newspaper, which stated, Beyonce's commitment to storytelling musically and visually is unparalleled, but that doesn't excuse her use of ableist language. For those unfamiliar with the term, ableism is the discrimination against people with disabilities. Two months ago, the singer Lizzo faced criticism for using the same word in her new song, Girls. She immediately edited out the word, telling her fans, Let me make one thing clear. I never want to promote derogatory language. As a fat black woman in America, I've had many hurtful words used against me, so I overstand the power words can have, whether intentionally or, in my case, unintentionally. Until the latest flap, Beyonce's new album had received glowing reviews. Beyonce's already had six number one albums as a solo artist. Renaissance would be number seven. All right, all right, all right, all right. Listen, you guys, you guys are now my jury. The tribe, here's, here's the facts. You've heard the facts. Beyonce went ahead and changed the lyrics to Spaz uh, following suit of what Lizzo did. Y'all, have you ever heard of this ever in the history of ever that able-bodied people are using this to discriminate against folks with disabilities? Never. I've never heard of this ever until this happened. I didn't even hear about it with the whole Lizzo situation. So until Beyonce's album came out, um, I, so can we not say we're spazzing out? I mean, to spaz out means to lose control. Like I'm spazzing out. So we can't use that in a way that's not derogatory and hurtful. I mean, listen, maybe I don't have enough disabled friends to tell me like, this is, this is a word that hurts people with cerebral palsy. And you know, you want to be sensitive to that if that's the case, but like, this is not a main, this is not mainstream. Like we have like, at some point we're going to lose every single slang term in the dictionary. If this is what we're subscribing to, I mean, maybe it's just easier for someone like Beyonce to say, Hey, listen, just take it out. It will move on. You know what I'm saying? I've never, ever heard of this. Catherine's saying she's heard of it. Okay. I've never, never heard of that. Um, Chip said back in the day, spaz was something that people who were perceived as slow, as slow would do. 
Okay, use it in a sentence, Chip. So people wouldn't say like I'm spaz now. Oh, you would call someone a spaz, like, oh, that person's a spaz. <laughs> Chip saying just take it out and move on. Um, I don't know, you guys. I don't I don't think this is a mainstream derogatory thing. Harry Jefferson says, where do these terms come from? Spaz has nothing to do with to do with individuals with disabilities. Spaz to us means to lose control over lose control or do or overdo something. Right. So if you're like saying I'm, I, I was spazzing out, like it, it is like a term that you're, you know, outdoing it. <laughs> John Jupiter said they mad at spazzing, but have never <laughs> said anything about the crips. What? <laughs> oh, cause, oh, cause they're crip walking the way they're spazzing out and crip walking. I don't know. Um, it's slang for spastic and people do find it hurtful. I think we should not say it. It's not that hard to use different terms. I agree with Leon. It's not that hard. But I also think that this is not a mainstream derogatory word. I think I've never heard anybody say this ever in a derogatory way, except for using this on themselves to say like, man, they spazzed out or I spazzed out, which is like to lose control. So I'm not sure why we're making such a big deal about that. I, I honestly can't subscribe that this is a big deal. Um, but again, if this is a hurtful subject, I mean, you got someone like Beyonce who has over 2 million followers on Instagram who said, listen, I don't have time for the drama or the headache. I'll just take it out. Lizzo following the same thing. I mean, this is probably one of the great things about social media is that you know, people can be their own advocates and say what they want. I wish we did this more in politics where people would be able to just use these platforms to get what they want. Um, even if folks, able-bodied folks like me just don't understand. Uh, so maybe ignorance is bliss in this moment. Uh, but yeah, I don't, I've never heard of this. Maybe this is, black people don't know about this, y'all. I'm telling you, this is not a thing. I mean, am I alone on that? Like, I've literally never heard of this until right now. Um, so welcome to 2022, where I'm being educated on all of this. Uh, so yeah, there's that. And even Beyonce didn't know. If Beyonce didn't know, and she's got over 2 million people that she's around, I mean, that can tap in. Like, if Beyonce didn't know about this, y'all, Lizzo didn't know about this, I'm telling you guys. This is a cultural thing, honestly. This is a cultural, this has not stepped into black culture until literally right now into this year. We we, we didn't know about this, y'all. This is our bad. We didn't know nothing about this. This ain't, this ain't, nah, it ain't one of those things. So here we are. Beyonce took that out. But listen, there's a whole another controversy that's coming out of this album and that's Khalees, okay? Did you guys see her ranting and raving about uh, Beyonce uh, not giving her credit for the milkshake song that was on her album. Um, well, it was really not even the full song. It was a, a bit of a sample. Um, and it was a remix sample of my milkshake brings all the boys to the yard. Okay. And she was tight and she called out uh, Beyonce Pharrell and another individual who is on that uh, producing team. And Beyonce decided to just take that out as well. So she's nipping um, all of this stuff in the bud. She didn't even make a, a release a statement on that. She just said, Khalees, have a seat. Um, let's go ahead and cut this out um, and continue to put the edited versions back on the streaming platforms on Spotify, on Apple Music, all those good things. Um, and kept it moving. And guess who wanted to jump into the conversation, you guys? Monica Lewinsky. Monica Lewinsky jumped in the game. And she's like, well, since everybody else is getting their credit for Beyonce and having things removed, I would like her to take my name as partition where Beyonce makes the statement that uh, the man, uh, uh, that the man uh, that he, Monica Lewinsky all on her gown. Um, Monica Lewinsky, have a seat. This song is so old. It's almost 10 years old, baby. You should have said some a long time ago. We've been talking about you, baby, for years, honey. Okay, uh, Beyonce, we've moved on from that. That's like four or five albums ago, okay? This is Beyonce's ninth album. Okay, you're too late. Too late to the party on that, uh, Monica. So 
Uh, I think it was cute that Monica jumped out there and said something, you know, get in the mix of the controversy there. Um, you know, no harm, no foul there. But I don't know, you guys. It's just, it's difficult in these days. We, I just feel like we're policing everything, you know. Um, I'm all for freedom of speech. You know, we don't want to have anything that's hurt speech or hate speech. But man, you, you almost can't say anything, okay? It's like, you don't want to, people are scared to share their true opinions and feelings because they're scared of an attack. Like, you know, I'm sitting here thinking about like the spaz out and all of that. I'm like, listen, y'all, I don't even use that in regular conversation. But if I heard it, um, if someone said it um, without using it in a derogatory way, I would have never known uh, that this was a thing. Um, so here we are. Well, now we know. If you didn't know, now you know that spaz is no longer a part of our slang. Take that out your slang dictionary, you guys. Uh, Leon mentioned there's just a lot more terms that we can say. So you can say tripping out, okay? So let's just say tripping out. That's easy too. That's even better. All right. So here we are. Uh, we have five more minutes in our show, you guys, but I just want to thank you guys for coming in every Thursday, okay? Every Thursday. Um, listen, here we are. Another Thursday episode. We talked about so much, um, and I appreciate you guys coming through. Make sure to pull up and follow me on social media at Treasure of J-U-L-E-S on Instagram and Twitter. Bring in some topics that you guys want to talk about, you guys. What do you guys want to talk about next week? And please, no, I don't want to talk about Donald Trump. I don't want to talk about January 6th. But if you guys must talk about it, if you must talk about it, slide into my DMs. Let me know what part of that story you want me to cover. Honestly, I've just been waiting for more finalism to say what's going to happen. I mean, right now, it's just a lot of conversation and a lot of powerful people meeting. Uh, so when those meetings stop, and some verdicts roll in and some lawsuits get started, I think that's when we'll bring it back to the show. But until then, you guys, you guys know where to find me. Um, yeah, I'll see you next week. Same time, same place. Stay beautiful. Peace. Media produces culturally relevant content for Black and urban audiences. Our coverage is raw, transparent, and objective, praised by community leaders, government officials, and residents. Support Converge Media today via Venmo, Cash App, or PayPal at Converge Media.